Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope we got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Mitchell goes to work, foul line, step back, 18-footer, short, loony defensive rebound, leads Curry with a beautiful pass on the break, inside hand, left side of the bucket, it's good, the Warriors take the lead, and the Cavaliers call time! That's right, Cavaliers call time, part of the Warriors 32-24 fourth quarter as they come back, they rally, they beat the Cavs inside Chase Center tonight, 106-101 is the final Welcome you inside Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson broadcasting from Harmonic Brewing in Thrive City uh, outside of Chase Center in the Thrive City Plaza. Uh, stop by, say hi out here until probably about 11.15 tonight, making some sense of the Warriors getting themselves slowly but surely back on track here with another game that really followed the template of the ball game in Chase Center on Monday night where it was a whole hell of a lot of Steph Curry down the stretch. Steph with 17 of his 47 in the fourth quarter against the Kings on Monday. Tonight, Steph equally as spectacular in the fourth quarter uh, with just big shot after big shot. The shot there to give the Warriors the lead. And Steph just tremendous. Another 40-point performance, 18 in the fourth quarter for Steph uh, after the 17 on Monday night against the Kings. So the Warriors improved to 5-7 and seven on the season. They're playing well at home, and they're just trying to, to stack some wins together to get closer to 500 and, and work themselves through this funk that really began on the road trip where they went 0-5, but just didn't, not a lot you can say about just how spectacular Stephen Curry has been putting this team on its back. And we've seen Steph do that to lead the Warriors to playoff wins and series wins and an NBA championship win going back to the summer and all of the heroics against the Boston Celtics. But yeah, the second time uh, in as many games for Steph Curry to go for 40 or plus. He also extended his NBA record three-point streak to 200 consecutive regular season games with a three. He's now scored at least 30 in nine of the 11 games he's played in. Of course, the Warriors now five and seven, so they've played 12 overall. And the Warriors beat uh, a plucky, young, talented Cavs team that, that gave them fits at different points uh, of the ball game. But uh, 32-24 in the fourth, Warriors from 11 down, just chipping away, hanging in, grinding, and getting a win 106-101. to 101. So 888-957-9570, that is the phone number to participate in the program. You can give me a call or shoot me a text, as a few have done already on the Xfinity mobile text line here at 888-957-9570. Let's react to this one. We'll hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. We'll hear from Draymond Green and others from downstairs back inside Chase Center in the Bill King interview room as the Warriors now begin this stretch where they're going to be playing a lot of games, fast and furious. Another one against Sacramento, who's playing much better basketball uh, than they were to start the season, and then right back in this building on Monday uh, at Chase uh, against the San Antonio Spurs. So uh, better defensive effort tonight, just some, some observations. The Cavs came into the game tonight 
uh, a top three team offensively in terms of offensive rating. They were actually top three offense, top three defense uh, in this game. And the Warriors hold them to 101, and there wasn't a bad quarter. It was basically, you know, you look at it quarter by quarter, 25, 27, 25, 24. The Warriors are going to win a lot of games if, if they're keeping – teams right around the 25-point the mark as far as, as points in a quarter, and, and they were able to, despite the fact that the Cavaliers were getting to the free throw line, despite the fact that, that the officials, I thought, had a rough night, probably the worst night uh, that any crew has had involving a, a Warriors game in the 12 to, to start the season, David Guthrie's crew uh, just, yeah, struggling at different points in times, really both ways, I thought. I know uh, the the chants were going inside Chase tonight. The Warrior fans were frustrated. You look at the at the technical fouls. You know Draymond Green picking up a, a technical foul. Uh, the Warriors getting a delay a game technical. Steve Kerr gets a a technical. There was a, a flagrant foul for for Jordan Poole running under the three point shot uh, of Karis Levert who who knocked down the, the the three and then it ended up being a a three plus one on the free throw attempt. There was a a, a, sh, a real a real shoddy delay of game call, and then uh, one that probably benefited the Warriors was Clay Thompson obliterating Isaac Okoro on what would turn out to be a massive Steph Curry three after the layup we played to open the program, put the Warriors up one. Curry then drilled a three, and and Clay Thompson I think took out some of the frustration of his three for thirteen, two of seven for three uh, night on Okoro and, and really freeing him up almost almost like a like a left tackle or a fullback lead blocking on a on a running play to get Curry an open hole to get that shot up. So uh, rough night both ways, uh, I thought, as far as the officiating went, but the Warriors able to persevere, overcome 26 free throw attempts to the Warriors 14 uh, for the Cavaliers. But the Warriors just kept plugging, kept chipping, kept fighting, uh, never really let the game get out of hand. The biggest Cavaliers lead was 11, and, and it, every time it looked as if maybe the Cavs were going to take control, the Warriors would hit a big shot, uh, make a play defensively, maybe force uh, a, a turnover that, that would set themselves up to, to be in position to just kind of hang around in the game. Uh, another observation from this one, Jordan Poole gets rolling in this game tonight. Jordan Poole played 14 consecutive minutes during his run that bridged the back half of the first quarter and the first half plus of the second quarter. 14 straight minutes. He had nine points. He was much more aggressive than I think we've seen Jordan Poole of late. Poole's been trying to trying to dance and almost fiddle-faddle, as my guy Matt Steinmetz likes to say, with the ball out on the perimeter. Dribble, dribble, a lot of dribbling to try and set up his moves, a lot of just kind of messing around with the basketball rather than getting the ball and, and either attacking, uh, try to drive and make a play or, or get a shot for yourself or take a shot if you think there's a, a three-pointer to be had from the perimeter or, or move the rock and maybe get it back. I thought Poole was more decisive and aggressive. Uh, I wonder how much of that was Dante DiVincenzo being back out there playing alongside him for the, the portions of his minutes that, that went uh, along the lines of, of with the, the Warriors bench. So he was out there playing some with Curry. He was out there playing some with DiVincenzo. He was back out there with Curry. And uh, Jordan Poole, nice night for him. The three-point shot was falling. Six of 13 overall, four of eight from three, 18 points. And, and the Warriors needed every bit uh, of the 18 that he was able to provide uh, in part because it was another night that was a struggle for Clay Thompson and the frustration continuing to, to ooze out from Clay at different points in this game. And you know, he's just wearing it right now and you know, missing a lot of shots short. I know Steve Kerr mentioned that in his, his post-game press conference. It's still trying to get his legs under him a little bit. Uh, I did think while Clay missed some shots, it, it seemed like he didn't take as many bad shots as he had at times where I've said this, it's almost as if Clay Thompson is trying to take two shots for every miss to, to get himself back on track. And I didn't feel like he quite did that as much tonight. Now he wasn't hitting 
and you know, seemingly he's one for five on a lot of these nights, or the rare occasion he's been two for two. The two for twos turn into two for sevens, but but Clay stuck with it, and I I threw it out there on Twitter during the fourth quarter. You know, Steve Kerr had a decision to make. Uh, he he really did. He had a decision to make in the fourth quarter as to who was going to finish the ball game for the Warriors and. Clay Thompson, uh, Andrew Wiggins subbed out for Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole came in with five minutes to go, and Wiggins was going to be, and Poole was out there with Looney, with Draymond Green, uh, with Clay Thompson, and, and with Stephen Curry. And Wiggins went to the bench with about five to go, and you know Wiggins is going to be coming back at some point to, to close. And the question then became who does Clay, who does Andrew Wiggins come back? back four in in the final two, three minutes, whatever Steve Kerr decides to go with. And the question was answered with Wiggins came back in for Jordan Poole. I thought if there was going to be a night where maybe Steve Kerr was going to go away from Clay Thompson and let Jordan Poole finish the game along with Wiggins and, and Steph and, and Draymond, tonight would have been the night. Looney in there as well. Uh, but Clay came in for Wiggins, gave him that quick rest. Wiggins came back in for Jordan Poole, so Poole took a seat, and he still wound up in the game on offense, defense, substitutions, and, and the like. Uh, and, but it was Wiggins back in, and it was the starters, including Clay. And look, Steve Kerr's on record a bunch of different times saying he's effectively ride or die with Clay Thompson at the end of games, no matter how badly he's played up until that point in a game, he believes that Clay is going to be at a minimum a clutch player down the stretch in, in some of these games. And, and immediately Clay Thompson hit one of his two threes at that point, and it was a big one when he was reinserted into the game. So I think Steve Kerr wins that. He played more solidly defensively in the in the final couple of minutes than he had at, at any point and, and Clay kind of rose to the occasion in a moment where it felt like there was a little bit of a crossroads or a decision it probably really wasn't much of a decision although I thought if there was ever a, a moment for him to make it uh, Steve Kerr had the potential to do it because you know you're not taking Looney out with the bigs that the Cavaliers put on the floor Looney was going to be a, a, one of the finishers in this game but would it be Clay? Would it be Poole? You knew it was going to be Wiggins because Andrew Wiggins continues to play really steady basketball, minus two or three games uh, on the road trip where he was quiet, and, and the Warriors have really needed that. Uh, 20 points on 13 shots. Wiggins got to the free throw line a couple of times, but, but you, you take away the threes, and Wiggins was seven for nine on twos in the game. And the Warriors just absolutely needed that efficiency I'll, I'll give you another quick nod to somebody that hit a couple of really big shots at different stretches of the game first half second half was Anthony Lamb who found his way into the rotation going back to the game on Monday against Sacramento and Anthony Lamb knocked down uh, two of five from three but a Big two key moments where it felt like the Warriors needed some momentum. And, you know, he's playing right now essentially ahead of Jamichael Green. He's playing ahead of Moses Moody. Uh, he played ahead of Jonathan Kaminga in the second half. It was a nine-man rotation for Steve Kerr. It was really more of an eight-man rotation because Kaminga only played four minutes. Another night where I, I thought the energy was better for Kaminga than it's been, but but he is just... He's just not effective right now. And I know people want him to play, and I know he can be electrifying. And Steve Kerr is trying to get him out there, I think, without a doubt. Like, you can just – you can see he wants to put him out there. He wants to let him learn and make mistakes and, and you know, be able to grow as a player. But every time he tries to give Kaminga a little bit more of a leash, Kaminga just, just – takes himself out of the game by by the way that he's playing. So it was a nine-man rotation, but it was really, really more of an eight-man rotation and, and almost a seven-man rotation if you look at the minutes. DiVincenzo got 15, Anthony Lamb 23, Jordan Poole the, the 33. He was essentially a starter. So it was six guys at 30 or more minutes tonight, the starters plus Jordan Poole, and then 
essentially Lamb and DiVincenzo, uh, the, the added players off the bench. So, yeah, very few minutes for Kaminga, nothing for Moses Moody, Jamichael Green, or James Wiseman uh, telling. Wiseman finding his way out of the rotation now for two consecutive games, and tonight with the Cavaliers having some size, and Steve Kerr's reining it in right now to really try and do everything he possibly can to, to maximize the Warriors' ability to, to win games, to, to salvage what they uh, can out of this stretch where they're really trying to figure things out and, and plod along. Uh, but Steph Curry, I mean, just if you can win an MVP for keeping a team from – being you know careening off a mountain before the season can ever really fully establish itself I I think you got to give Steph Curry some credit for that because he is refused now in two games in a row to let this Warriors team lose uh, against a a couple of up-and-coming potentially teams Uh, the Kings in the Western Conference and the Cavs maybe have already arrived a little bit on another level coming in here tonight at eight and three. So eight at eight, nine, five, seven, nine, five, seven, zero, triple eight, nine, five, seven, nine, five, seven, zero. It's John Dickinson here on 95, seven, the game it's Warriors wrap up as uh, we broadcast from harmonic brewing. We're in thrive city, got a nice little crowd inside and a few people outside enjoying a beverage. I'm having a harmonic colch, uh, which is their flagship craft beer. Uh, it is crisp. Uh, it, it Just having a good time with it, refreshing. It's an ale, but it tastes more like a lager. Having a good time. The folks uh, watching on YouTube and Twitch right now, uh, cheers to you uh, from from Harmonic Brewing as the the Warriors get the win here. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause for effect here and take a sip. So those of you on Twitch and YouTube, uh, yeah, you're welcome. Very good. Very, very, very good. 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and hear a couple of minutes of Steve Kerr back inside Chase Center, the post-game press conference here on 95.7 The Game. Steve, you used the word breathtaking to describe Steph on, in Monday's game. Just how would you, what do you make of his performance tonight and ability to just once again carry the team? To- you, you run out of adjectives to describe Steph's play. Um, he's uh, he's just amazing night after night. He's in such great shape. You know, I think um, if there's if there's one area where he's dramatically better now than when I first got here, you know, eight years ago, is uh, it's just his his strength and conditioning. He's he's much bigger and stronger, much more capable of uh, defending at a really high level and sustaining two-way basketball you know for an entire game and and just knocking down shots from all over and finishing at the rim he's he's unbelievable is this as good a stretch as you can remember from him just like closing games you know like when you guys need it down the stretch just pure as a score going it's, to get- yeah I mean it's hard to to even remember and and to compare because he's just been so good for so long you know if I said this is the best he's been you know Raymond would bring up some eight game stretch he had last year and the year before that and the year before that and so he's he's always been brilliant but I think given the circumstances with our team you know kind of in a rut trying to dig our way out of out of a hole um he's he's just been spectacular and and um never been better I can say that Steve was this a good night for uh Jordan Poole seemed to seem to find a rhythm out there tonight yeah it was uh you knew it was going to happen I mean Jordan is a, a proven a player helped us win a title last year. He's uh, he's done this now plenty of times. So it was just a matter of time for him to to break out. Uh, just like it's a matter of time for Clay to get it going as well. But what I liked about tonight was just the competitive level for everybody. Um, and I think that's the key. You know, when you're struggling, you just have to compete as a team. And and you know, it may not be pretty, but you you just dig it out. And um, everybody's competing. And we 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 competed in a smarter fashion uh, tonight. Not as much fouling you know not much transition we took away their their easy stuff we made them work and uh, and I think that's you know when you when you just lock in on that individually and as a team then you know stuff just sort of plays out and so you knew Jordan would get going what else did you kind of like about your nine-man rotation tonight 
about your nine man rotation tonight. I thought Lamb gave us great minutes. You know, he's uh, he does a lot of things well out there. He's got a uh, you know quick release on his three and and sets good screens and and moves the ball. Uh, it was good to have Dante back. We obviously uh, haven't gone deep into the rotation the last couple games, but um, you know, in my experience, when when you're in a little bit of a a hole like we've been, you dig your way out and then the game gets a little easier. You know, it's uh, it seems really hard when things are going poorly. You know, everything is difficult. And then once you compete your way out of it, the game smooths out. And as that happens, I think we'll be able to uh, to go deeper into our rotation and guys will get more comfortable and confident. It was clear you guys are upset by some of the fouls, maybe especially in the fourth quarter. How did you see your guys push through that frustration so the game didn't spiral into something else? We talked about it. We, you know, we, we talked in the huddle. Um, with 15 seconds left, we all knew that, that that play that we challenged would not be reversed, despite the fact that everybody saw that it wasn't a foul. Um, we knew it wouldn't be reversed. It's just the way it is. I can't wait to see the uh, last two-minute report reporting on the review of the play itself. And uh, it's just tough. It's, it's you got to play through everything out there, and um, especially when you're struggling. You know, it just you got to you got to fight through the adversity. And whether it's uh, you know a tough call or injury or or poor play, you just you just keep going. And that's what our our guys are doing with, with a lot of clay's missed shots they're coming up maybe a foot or so short and i was just wondering if you had any thought on why that is is or is he still getting his legs back underneath him or why is his missed shots are just coming up short and yeah most of them are short the vast majority of his misses are short right now and that usually just uh, points to the legs and uh, so he's uh he's, you know he's he's been working hard and you know, obviously got a slow start to camp and it's affecting him but uh, he's getting his legs underneath him i thought his defense was fantastic down the stretch he did a great job on uh donovan mitchell and it's just just a matter of time for clay before everything comes together steve a couple key plays by wiggins there sort of midway through the fourth quarter to get you guys charging what what did he show energy wise yeah there? Wiggs was good uh you know made made a uh, couple of steals and uh, got got to some loose balls and um and you know he's always a great secondary scorer for us he just seems to you know find his way to 18 or 20 points every night and uh, I, again I thought it was a team defense overall and uh, that that made the difference tonight and and Wiggs is a huge part of that yeah, much better defense from from the Warriors tonight. Having the the three days off and a couple of practices to to figure out how they wanted to defend and and get sharper with their switches and their coverages and their assignments and their rotation and all of that. I thought the Warriors were were sharper uh, than than they have been with all of that stuff. Wiggins terrific. Uh, he's along with Steph and Draymond really played well to help the Warriors win the games that they've been able to to come out on top in uh, through these first 12. He's been a, a huge, huge part of it, uh, just doing a lot of the little things and scoring and, and being steady defensively. And, and tonight, uh, no exception uh, as far as Andrew Wiggins goes. 888-957-9570. Uh, let's get to the phones. Mike in San Francisco here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Mike? Hey, what's up, John? Hey. Great win tonight, uh, Cleveland, one of the upstart teams in the league. I know uh, coming off of a back uh, loss to Kings, they really wanted this one, and and they really thought they had it. But uh, once again, number thirty coming through again, just uh, just incredible. The level he's playing at, the the efficiency he's playing at right now, he's just playing like the best player in the league right now, and the level he's playing in. Uh, it's it's interesting because uh, noting that. Uh, Kerr has really stuck to his word. He's tightened up the rotation. And I want to get your opinion on how long do you think that he foresees this? Uh, it looks like Kaminga's pretty much out of it. Poole was pretty much back to himself. They need that efficiency out of him. Clay's up and down. So you're not, tonight you're not a big – Wiggins has got to be that second guy, that two-way Wiggins we expect. And he was, uh, he was spectacular tonight. But overall, it looks like uh, he's, uh, Wiseman is not going to be in there. Moody, I'm surprised, not – in the minutes here, do you just think they're going to go to an eight nine man rotation? Because you don't want to have to exhaust uh, uh, Curry and, and 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 a bunch of the starters like Wiggins and Draymond out. So do you think he's just going to keep this until they get rolling and get out uh, of this uh, you know up and down start they've had and bust out of it, or do you foresee this for going on 
until the, the young guys can prove it, which we don't know how long it's going to take for him. I mean, the Warriors can't really afford you because, you know, you don't want to be stuck in, in you know, right. up and down going into the playoffs. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, thanks, Mike. Great, great phone call. 888-957-9570. Mike's line open for you here on Warriors Wrap-Up. I, I think Steve Kerr is going to keep a tight rotation until they can get things back on track. I think he, he just told you there in the postgame press conference. Now, it, it can't be this tight, and I don't think it will be this tight as things progress because the Warriors are going to be playing games where they're coming every other day and three and four and there's back-to-backs coming up. I mean, they, they go Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Monday, the next nine days, basically. Uh, you, you look at it on, on the calendar. So they've got Sunday, Monday games each of the next two weeks. They're playing Wednesday and Friday each of the next two weeks. And so, you know, it, it was a little bit more uh, – uh, it was a little bit more sustainable to do it the way Steve Kerr's done it because the Warriors had the game where they gave the veterans the night off before the sack game. They had three days off after the sack game. They had three days off leading into this game. So you could really rein it in for these these couple of games here and be effective with it. And that, though, I think goes away once you start playing back-to-backs and once you start playing three and four. And I think it will be an interesting decision as to what the Warriors do. And Steve Kerr said it. Clay's not going to play back to backs, and so you know he he pretty you know, they got a decision: is it going to be the front end, and maybe he doesn't go and play in Sacramento, or is it going to be the back end of which is the home game? The Warriors typically, it, it seems like they want the main guys to play as much in the home games as possible. So maybe the Warriors change it up in the first game of the back to back is the one that that Clay sits out and doesn't make the ride up 80 to, to sack. We'll see and find out more about that that tomorrow and on Sunday. But as much as the Warriors have needed a shorter rotation to be able to, to kind of get on track, it really, and Coach Kerr mentioned it Monday, it is not sustainable over the long haul. It, it's something that can get you through, but at some point the young players are going to have to prove that they can be a bigger factor in in what's going on and I think one of the the key components of of this game tonight as the 858 points out here on the Xfinity mobile text line the Warriors need to get Jordan Poole out of his slump and tonight was a step because he's somebody that can play if Jordan Poole can play 33 34 minutes and play effectively that helps offset the fact that Clay Thompson is three of 13 you know that that's one that's a few minutes less that maybe somebody else has to play right now because Poole's young and doesn't necessarily have to be uh you know somebody that that needs to be rested in back-to-backs or or taken nights off like he's one of the guys that you want to be able to assume the position of soaking up the minutes when the others to where you can you can win games regardless. So 888-957-9570. Uh, we'll go ahead and pause here. We'll come back. We'll hear from Draymond Green. Uh, still have time to take some phone calls uh, out here at Harmonic Brewing in Thrive City outside Chase Center. Uh, enjoying a Kolsch and uh, enjoying Warriors wrap-up as the Dubs get the win over the Cavs, 106-101. to 101. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast curry down the lane back to draymond back to curry left wing three yes tie game a minute 15 to go, it's 98 all. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Steph Curry just spectacular, putting the Warriors on his back. 40 points for Steph, 15 of 23, six more threes out of 11. Did miss a couple of free throws. That's highly unusual, but the Warriors... Wind up winning this one tonight from down 11 to their largest lead at the end, 106-101 the final. So the Warriors now improve to 5-7 and seven overall. John Dickinson on Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 the game. We're from Harmonic Brewing inside Thrive City. Dubs 5-1 and one at home, four in a row on the home floor at Chase Center with uh, the, in the win column. And the Warriors are still looking for their first road win of the season. They'll get an opportunity to do it to just up the road in Sacramento. Kings won again tonight as they beat the Lakers without LeBron James. It was close. In fact, the Lakers led for most of the game down at Crypto Arena and Sacramento put it away late though. De'Aaron Fox, another big game. He's had a, a pretty uh, torrid start to the beginning of the season. So the Kings are going to come into that one at 5-6 and six, and the Warriors at 5-7. and seven. Sacramento has won five of their last seven after they started the season 0-4. And, and because the Warriors haven't played the Kings enough, they'll play them one more time in Sacramento coming up on Sunday. And then uh, not again until April. I think it's the second to last game of the season where the Warriors and Kings go at it again in Sacramento on April the 7th, if, if memory serves. And uh, for those of you that know, I memory does typically serve for me when it comes to the Warriors' schedule. 11 in a row in the regular season against the Cavaliers for the Warriors. That's the longest active winning streak for the Dubs against any opponent. The Warriors also have an eight-game home winning streak against the Cavaliers, including the playoffs. The Warriors have won 19 of the last 20 games against the Cavaliers, including 15 in a row. So you go back to all of those finals games and the Warriors, since that game seven of which we do not speak in the 2016 finals, the Warriors have won 15 straight games, regular season and playoffs uh, against the Cavaliers in some iteration of the Cavaliers. Uh, and whether that's Oracle, whether that's Chase, uh, it's all added up to Warriors victories uh, the Warriors we talked a lot about the defense the Cavs shooting 40.2 percent from the field that is the lowest opponent field goal percentage that the Warriors have held anybody to uh, they did hold 
Sacramento to 40.7 on Monday night. So so the defense getting better. Uh, the Warriors now holding the last two opponents to, to 40.4 overall. So that, that gives you a, a fighting chance uh, to, to win some of these games. And, and the, the effort and intensity wasn't always pretty against Sacramento, especially with the bench in the game on Monday night. But the, the Warriors able to to overcome it and, and you know, just a, a grittier rotation and and just uh, just uh, I think a, uh, more attention to detail on the defensive end. Warriors able to behind Steph Curry and and all of the heroics from Steph able to just hold on and find find a way to inch back to five hundred. You don't want to slip five six plus games under five hundred. You got a lot of ground to make up. You got to play a lot of really good basketball over a period of time, uh, really a couple of weeks to, to a month to to get yourself back on track and back to where you're you're just at the at the the watermark the break-even point and look it it looks right now and and we'll see I know teams are going to have teams are going to have you know they're going to decide whether they want to remain in the race for the playoffs in the play-in tournament they're going to have tanking decisions to be made uh, across the western conference but but looking at the standings and I mentioned Sacramento, who who won again tonight against the Lakers, and the Lakers are just abysmal. Now they've lost LeBron James. As I mentioned, he didn't play tonight. But getting a couple of wins to get closer to 500, it, it looks like there could very well be, and, and it's not the case right now. The, the 9 and the 10 are both under 500. But you look at the Warriors at 5-7, and seven, Oklahoma City's 5-7. and seven, I think they'll fall off. Minnesota's 5-8. and eight. There could very well be ten Western Conference teams that are 500. It it may be close, but I do think it's possible, especially as certain teams decide whether or not they're going to tap out on a season or not, and and try to try to get themselves into a scenario where they can get a number one pick or a, a top three, top four draft pick in in the draft here coming up in in June of 2023 but I'm, I'm just looking at it right now and Utah and Portland getting off to the starts that they've gotten off to at 10 and 3 and 9 and 3 respectively you know if if those two teams are 500 teams and you know Memphis Phoenix and Denver are going to be good the Clippers are going to be a plus 500 team Dallas is going to be as long as Luka Doncic is, is upright and healthy I think the Pelicans are a 500 plus team I think the Warriors obviously are going to be a, a 500 plus team that's nine right there and then who would the 10th be? You know, Minnesota, things are starting to go awry a little bit for them. They've dropped three in a row, and it just doesn't seem like the pieces fit very well. But they're 5-8 and eight now, and they've dipped all the way down to 13th in the Western Conference. The Lakers are 2-10. and 10. The Lakers have lost five in a row. They're 2-10, and 10, and now LeBron James is out. They are tied with the Rockets for the worst record in the NBA at 2-10. and 10. And a horrific point differential of minus 8.1 average per game only the Pistons worse in that category but uh, there could be 10 teams push 500 in in the west uh, which makes the playing tournament uh, all the more entertaining and it, it it's going to make a lot of these regular season games a lot more difficult for the Warriors to to be able to to stack the victories as they have uh, over Really, last year when they got off to the 18-2 and two start and, and they, they built such a cushion to where they could kind of coast in the second half, still win enough games down the stretch to get to the, the three seed and ultimately ride that on to uh, an NBA championship. And, yeah, live on Twitch and YouTube and the Odyssey app from Harmonic Brewing here for another 10 minutes or so inside the Thrive City, outside Chase Center. Beautiful night. People still hanging out and enjoying their, their beverages to close out and celebrate the Warriors' victory tonight over the Cleveland Cavaliers, 106-101, the final. Let's go ahead and head uh, back inside Chase Center and down to the Bill King press conference room for Draymond Green, a couple of minutes of his post-game presser following the win. What's the reaction to the box? There is a couple reactions. Number one, Evan Mobley had 20 points. I don't like that. He's a stud, though. But I think we can do a better job there. And then also, uh, just looking at, we didn't turn the ball over much more than them, but the points off turnovers that we did have, like those are more ways to that we can help our defense. So 
Just a couple things I was looking at. Steph's, I mean, obviously been doing this for a decade or so, but are you seeing him like slam the door, you know, in these close games, like more with more force than ever? It just seems like as a score late in these wins, he's really kind of being very aggressive. Yes, but I think what I'm taking away from that is is his his the reads that he like he is setting all of this stuff up. You remember down the stretch where Loon set the flat screen and he walked into the three with Jared Allen? Like he he set that up. And and so I think, you know, it's not so much what he's doing for me as, you know, I think we've seen it for years, but I think it's how he's doing it and how he's putting guys in the spots that he wants them in. Like, that's that's what I'm impressed with. The growth there is absolutely amazing. You know, you always ask yourself, like, how can one be that good and continue to grow? And it's those small things like that. And then ultimately they show up and, you know, uh, the way he is closing in games. But those are the things that I've been paying attention to. Specifically on that play you mentioned, just from a, I guess, basketball perspective, what did he do there? He came to the bench and he would say, hey, everybody just space out. I'm going to pull the ball closer to half court because he's yelling at the big to stay down the floor. It's like JB just yelled at Evan Mobley to stay in the paint. And, and so to notice all of those things and actually get exactly to the exact shot that you want to get to and then make it is a whole different thing. Like <laughs> A lot of people can get that and realize that it's going to be there, but to actually set that up and then go deliver is is, is uh, very impressive. Hey, Draymond, you mentioned Evan Mobley, um, but they also have Jared Allen, two seven footers. Uh, what's it like dealing with all that length on on both ends, but trying to score against that? Uh, trying to score against uh, that length is tough uh, because they make it very tough to get in the paint. You know, that was one of the things that we spoke about with their defense is just how tight their shell is. And um, it starts with those two guys. Uh, and, you know, they've been absolutely impressive. You know, they've done a great job of pairing two young bigs that can grow together. And I think, you know, they they have some special brewing for sure. Dre, it seemed like Jordan found a bit of a rhythm. What do you think worked for him? tonight i think um he was getting off the ball and getting the back moving uh side to side you know moving moving the defense from side to side i think you know there are times where there are times where you know he's coming down and uh he's getting screens and the whole defense is just loading up so having the ability to to swing the ball from side to side and then he catch on the backside and start attacking i think that's that's good for him and, and it's you know it's something that he has to grow into you know you, you have that first great year like he had last year and then teams study you all summer long in, in preparation for that following season i think that's what's happened to him and now he's in that period of figuring out okay how do i score how do i get the shots and the looks that i want to get to and it's a process but i I think he's starting to figure that out. I'm just, I'm going to get off the ball, move to the opposite side of the floor. Once the ball reverse back, now I can attack. Now I can come off the screen and things start to open up for me. So it's just uh, something that you have to go through and growing in this league. And it's, you know, it's good for him overall. I think, um, you know, he's starting to adjust to that and it's good to see. What are they doing? Are they are you seeing more press up on them or more help? I think uh, they're definitely pressing up, but they're they're loading up. Like when he has the ball, the entire defense is loading up. That's a compliment to him. You know that shows the fear that defenses have for you. And you know now now his next step is to learn how to use that against them. I think that's you know that's one of the things Steph is best at. You know he's willing to get off the ball and move and get it back. And once you get it back, it's harder for the defense to load up as if you're just coming down the floor. You know calling for a screen or trying to get into your and get into your back. Uh, you moving from side to side, then it's harder for those guys to close those gaps. And Jordan's cat quick, so. You get somebody going to side to side, he see a gap, he can get through it pretty fast. You got things going tonight for a pair of assists, one to Steph, one to Clay, both resulting in three-pointers, and you finish the night with season high 13. What about the flow of the game, or maybe it's something you saw in the Cavs defense that allowed you to get going as a distributor? They're playing um, as, as great as those two traditional bigs are. There are some things that I see with those bigs uh, when you're playing two traditional bigs that I think I can take advantage of. And tonight, you know, was able to get off to a quick start, push the tempo. I think uh, getting the pace at, the, at where we wanted it, that was key. 
And so I wanted to try to force that issue in the very beginning. But overall, I always say, get assists, a guy got to make a shot. So it's a credit to our guys. They were they were knocking them down right out the gate and was able to have a good night as far as uh, distributing the ball went. You guys only went eight deep in the second half. One of those eight, those Anthony Lamb, who's clearly in the rotation at this point, what is he giving you? Uh, he's giving us uh, incredible energy. He really understands and know how to play the game of basketball. Uh, he can knock the shot down. Uh, he's tough. Uh, he makes small plays. He's always in the right spot. Uh, he's not afraid to guard a big man. Um, you know, he's not afraid to throw his body into bigs. And so uh, I think it's great, you know, and got to give a guy like that credit. Um, he came in here in training camp late, earned the spot that he's earned, and he's taken full advantage of the minutes that he's been getting. So it's great to see. And that is a guy who, since I've met him, he's in here early, a couple, two, three hours early every day, getting his work in. And, and it's paying off. And you love to see that happen for guys that work like that. 101 points for Cleveland tonight. Um, was this your best defensive game as a team? I think it, it was our best defensive game. I thought we were all locked in. Both units were locked in on that side of the ball. I thought for the most part, no, we did do a great job of defending without fouling. They still shot 26 free throws, so you can make of that what you may, but I thought we did a great job of defending without fouling. Yeah, and at times, the Warriors still fouled, even though they were doing a good job of, of defending without fouling. I think there was there was more of a purpose defensively, clearly, tonight compared to some of the, the other games, and it, it proved with the field goal percentage, it proved with the three-point percentage. Warriors did a nice job defending the three tonight, eight of 30. Now, sometimes that could be just a team on a cold night. Uh, and, yeah, the Cavs did get to the, the free throw line, but the, the Warriors did have more of a there, – there was just a defensive edge, uh, I thought, to the, to the game tonight. And uh, Draymond, season-high rebounds, season-high assists for Draymond Green. And this one, looking at the final box, Draymond, 13 assists, 10 boards, Kind of the quintessential Draymond night, right? Two points, but 10 boards and 13 assists and just kind of in the middle of everything. Had a, had a steal to boot, uh, and then the Warriors uh, wind up winning this one by the 106-101 count. Interesting comment by about Anthony Lamb. Anthony Lamb was key, and you know Draymond sounds like a fan of, of Anthony Lamb. There was also a quote before we get to Ricky here in Boston and, and call it a night, Kevon Looney, uh, Looking at this quote from the post-game press conference uh, on uh, Anthony Lamb, uh, Kevon Looney quote: "Guys who have a high IQ, we rely on spacing, cutting, being on the court with all stars. You have to know where to be at. The front office has done a great job of finding guys like that. Anthony Lamb is an example." End quote. That's Kevon Looney on the players that fit in the Warrior system, and it does look like Anthony Lamb is one of those, even as a two-way player, that, that fits steadily in the Warriors system. And, and they need him right now because Jonathan Kaminga and James Wiseman, for the most part, have been unplayable. And, and Wiseman's in his own category, different type of player than, than, than Lamb. But Lamb able to knock down shots and do little things and play that high IQ basketball helps offset some of the, the developmental uh, growth that maybe isn't quite there for uh, a Jonathan Kaminga or even a Moses Moody, who I think for the most part is steady when he's on the floor. But but shot making has been, in my mind, the biggest thing that's kept Moses Moody off the court. And so Anthony Lamb able to knock down shots makes him a more playable option at that point. Uh, let's uh, get Ricky in here before we call it a night. Ricky, you're going to have the last word on 95-7 the game. Hey, John. Thank you for having me, man. How's everything? What's going on, brother? Doing good, my man. Great win tonight. Great defensive game by the Warriors. And then I'll rebound in them, the, the Cavaliers tonight. You know, that was, that was a big team right there. You know, you had uh, Mobley and you had uh, the other son of the kid. I can't remember his name. to kill the Afro. Um, yeah, man. They, the Warriors out-rebounded them. But that was a great game. You know, Clay was struggling. You know, my, my wife. She thinks I'm a little too obsessed watching Clay Thompson. Every time he shoots and he misses, I'm, like, yelling at my dog. I'm hitting the couch. You know, I'm, like, frustrated. <laughs> I'm, like, God damn it, just make it in, man. Make it in. And, then, you know, he hit a, you know, a nice three-pointer there in the corner. A big one late. He, did he had a big one late. At, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he had a big one late, and his defense was better late. His defense was, was a little more a la in, in the finals down the stretch at least. Yeah, the last three, four minutes, he did the small things. You know what I mean? He set that pick for Curry to hit that three. 
you know, play good defense, get that stolen ball from the, um, the Cavaliers, you know, inbounding the ball. So he did the small things. I, I want Clay, you know, to build on that. Well, I just wanted to show some love, bro. Go Cavs. I'm so excuse me, sorry. Go Warriors. Sorry. sorry about that. <laughs> Thanks, Ricky. Appreciate it. Uh, good, good call for Ricky. And, and yeah, Clay did do the little things. And we talked about the decision that Steve Kerr had to make. Was he gonna put uh, Andrew Wiggins back in for Clay or Poole or potentially Looney? I didn't think it was going to be Looney because of the size of the Cavs. But he rode with Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson hit a big three and played solidly down the stretch. So another positive. So every win you can get with Clay. Still trying to find his game gives you one more game to where he's a step closer to, to potentially finding it closer to what he was in the past. All right, that'll do it for tonight. Uh, great show. Appreciate the, the help of Sterling Bennett and everybody in our San Francisco studios uh, out here uh, at Harmonic Brewing in Thrive City. Uh, Warriors get the win over the Cavs. I'll be back tomorrow with Warriors Live, uh, with, well, back on Sunday with Warriors Live at 5 o'clock from Sacramento at Golden One Center. Uh, we'll have Warriors live for you then. Warriors and the Kings tip off at 6. And then back tomorrow morning, bright and early, uh, right here at 95.7 The Game. Join me and Whitey Gleason. We'll have Warriors this week. Uh, taking your phone calls and talking everything dubs here uh, at 888-957-9570. 10 to 1 tomorrow. So uh, 10 to 1 with me and Whitey. And then 5 o'clock Sunday. That's the next broadcast. The Warriors and the Kings as I'll be coming to you from Golden One Center in the capital city of California. That'll do it. Warriors get the win tonight, 106-101, and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.